0: Welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Well, good morning and welcome everybody to the next episode of Property Portfolio Podcast. I'm joined as ever by Nigel Green. Good morning, Nigel. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? Are you okay? Very well, thank you. Very well. And we're actually continuing our series of construction and construction management. Lots of tips for that construction development phase, which just brings the whole development to life, doesn't it? does so we're sharing with you lots of top tips from our actual experience not the theory but this is where the rubber meets the road activities that we do day in day out and continue to evolve and that's what being a a developer and entrepreneur is about isn't it it's about that evolution having your model and just gradually refining polishing uh, and, and evolving and uh no greater place to do that than in the construction phase but the the mistakes can be costly so why wouldn't you want to learn from people who have been there before made the mistakes and learn those top tips so i know many of you join us with pencils ready looking for those golden nuggets and i'm thinking there's going to be a few of those this morning as well nigel
1: i I think there is i i I totally i totally agree with you and um you know, the t- timing of some of these activities um, are quite key, aren't they, Mark? Um, you know, when you start a development, um, be it a land development or a conversion or whatever it may be, um, certain things that have to happen. It's almost it feels feels sometimes that once you get the the keys to the site, you know, you get you you complete on the purchase. Um, kind of the you know the drawbridge opens and you've got to get really moving on certain activities, and there's, there's a few few things that uh, you know we've been working on quite extensively over the last uh, last few weeks uh, with some some support from the wider team as well. Um, things like structure warranties. you know we know that whatever we're going to create you know through this development process ultimately will be um, bank supported. so mm-hmm. it's like you know these units will either be sold into the open market so you know parties coming in will want to bring mortgages to buy. You know maybe we want to uh, you know refinance and and hold these units you know for the long term. And again, you know a financier will come in and and uh, refinance for us to enable us to take out the development finance piece of the private capital. Um, but ultimately, there's there's banks involved there. and one of the key items that the banks want to see is very much structure warranties um, around the units that are being created. So these, these units are typically all brand new you know, to bring a, <clears throat> a seven or a 10-year structure warranty and do, you know, kind of speak to your broker in terms of what the potential lenders could be looking for. Um, but that's quite key. It, I mean, there are insurance policies, um, but there are insurance policies that come with them an inspection regime as you're building, as you're creating, as you're converting. You know, representatives of the structure warranty company will want to come in, a bit like building control. You know, they will want to come in and um, just inspect what's going on, Mark, won't they? You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's understanding that you need that structural warranty party in place. You need the building control party in place right at the early stages, because the last mm-hmm. few weeks have been talking about procurement, tendering, yep. onboarding your main mm-hmm. contractor, and how it really doesn't have to be as painful as it as some people make it out to be. But if you can understand and, and and simulate and anticipate what it takes as you move down that development phase, let the main contractor know which engagements you want them to appoint, whether it be utilities, building control, structural warranties, um, and they build that into their price, then you're putting the obligation, the owner's responsibility for them to deliver you that compliant product, as you say, with that all-important paperwork, the certificate. Uh, of completion and the structural warranty at the end of it um, and then they're reporting to you on progress uh, each each month yeah we uh, i think many of you who were listening and if you if you haven't listened uh, go back to the construction uh, episode which was last week um, of the property portfolio podcast don't forget to subscribe um, and we were talking about how you can make your time as efficient as possible and having that that pivotal uh, one morning or one day meeting each month where you bring all the parties together, um, the bank, uh, your uh, design team, your main contractor, maybe the monitoring surveyor, that's the day the application's done. It might be the day the structural warranty provider comes, although that will depend on witnessing of certain site activities. Um, so it's all about being efficient and, and evolving, but... You have to make a start, don't you? Mm-hmm. You've got to make a start. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, recently we put a, a Facebook post out there just to socialize our thoughts around structure warranty. And, um, you know, the, the go to party at the moment, um, there's no plug here at all, but they're just very good at the moment is ICW. So, icw.co.uk. But, um, yeah, very reasonable. Uh, very good to deal with. And um, you know, they're kind of the party of choice at the moment. Um so the the way they the way they calculate the premium. Um, so clearly you have to give them some data and then they'll come back with a, a proposition for you to consider, it tends to be depending what it is, depending on the value, the overall value, um, but it tends to be around one, one and a half percent of the wait for it, the rebuild value. Not necessarily the construction value, but the rebuild value. And that's quite a difficult number to align with, isn't it? So we we typically, when we're budgeting, um, you know, going through the Equa IDA and doing the doing the analysis of the opportunity, we'll probably link it to the build value of each of the units because anticipating that the build value will be slightly higher than probably the rebuild value. Um so that kind of gives us that budget, you know, to enable us to go forward. But one one25 1.5%, again, depending on the value that we're talking about, tends to be the right number that ICW come in on. Um, they do offer, from memory, uh, seven- or ten-year structure warranties. Um, be, be aware, be absolutely aware that the premium, the total premium needs to be paid up front. So it's not a, you know, you get your warranty and then you pay for it. You pay for it right up front. So that's really, really important to consider. And, um, you know, don't forget the periodic inspections, um, that they will require and they'll, they'll dictate, you know, as part of the policy, they want to come in at certain points, you know, they might want to come in at foundation level. They might want to come in, you know, as you, as you kind of building up to roof plate, and so on and so forth, just to do a general inspection, just to make sure that what they're essentially ensure, you know, insuring, um, and providing that insurance back product, um, totally aligns with the construction method etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know be, be very open with them um, with the construction method we know we know these days there's a number of different modern methods of instru- um, of construction that have been <coughs> put you know the timber frame maybe um, lightweight metal frame um, over and above the traditional methods so it's really important to to socialize that that with them when they're constructing the proposition to you and um, yeah. So that so they will provide you with, you know, inspection criteria and then it's really important to, to provide that data to your principal contractor and, you know, give them that responsibility to call the parties in if you so wish at the appropriate time. So um, yeah, structure warranty, it's a big thing. And, you know, considering it can be quite a lumpy number as well, you know, thinking of you paying it all up front, you have, might have multiple units, you've got you know, 1% of rebuild value on each unit can be quite a big premium that. So it's, it's really important to consider that as your cash flow your cash flow forecast that's been generated just to make sure you've got, you know, the capital in there uh, ready to go. It tends to be, depending on your product, but it tends to be an allowable cost. So your, your funder, <clears throat> as long as you present them with the appropriate uh, invoices and evidence, <clears throat> you know, you can fund that as well. But, um, but again, it's, a, it's, it's one of those initial dramas of, uh, of costs that you just need to consider and, and certainly put it into your, your detailed cash flow forecast.
0: And the bank will need to approve who you, uh, who you appoint, who you choose. So typically they'll do that through the monitoring surveyor. So that name again, monitoring surveyor coming up. So whether it's ICW or Premier or there's many, many who will do that. Um, so yeah, get there. Make sure you get their approval. It's no surprises. It will be part of the due, due diligence as well. Um, so you mentioned uh, building control quite a few times there, Nigel. There, there's a lot of commonality between the checks that need to be done by the structural warranty provider mm-hmm. and the checks on the building controls. So we've had some experiences on, and and a real drive to try and make our efficiency a lot more well a lot lot better and uh, maybe you can share with with people how we've managed to achieve that
1: yeah sure and and these are all the you know the initial purchases if you like to get these people on board um you know there's the CDM coordinators another one you would kind of get on board right at the outset and there's there's a whole this whole basket of uh, procurement uh, activity just just to get these these people going but yeah building control so essentially what what you need what the bank needs uh, what the funders need, what's, what the future funders need is a building control uh, completion and sign-off certificate. So this is really, <clears throat> you know, traditionally, back in the day, let's say, it used to be predominantly from the local authority. Didn't it? The local authority would come round, um, the building control officer would again be watching over the shoulder of the contractor at various stages and signing off uh, as construction was was being undertaken. And then at the end of the process, uh, subject to a final inspection, would we'll then sign it off. And that that completion certificate triggered all sorts of things, the ability to refinance, maybe um, a trigger to the local authority to start charging um, council tax or, you know, all these sorts, or of business rates, depending on what the development was. So, you know, it's a big process to consider, therefore building control on the basis that, again, periodic inspections at certain points during the construction have to be undertaken. Otherwise, you're unwinding, you know, to allow the inspector to get in. So it's really important to get them in very early doors. Uh, as I say, traditionally, used to be from the local authority. You could actually, these days, um, go with a private building control um, company as well, officer. Um And then more recently, um, we've just been talking about ICW, they offer a building control service. So so just thinking that through, I thought, well, there's quite an efficiency there really in having one company providing your structural warranties and undertaking the necessary inspections and giving them, again, a separate, it's a different person in the same company, but they will be undertaking possibly a parallel set of inspections. You know, so in terms of the efficiency of that, they just seemed totally logical, and from a pricing point of view, um, seemed very favourable as well. So, we decided and have appointed on our latest one, ICW, to provide the structure warranties and the building control um, process, which is which is great.
0: The efficiencies just uh, just go on and on in that that area, don't we? You've got Chinese walls between between two parties. And that's about having a connected project team, a dynamic team, um, which takes the onus of responsibility away from us, coordinating all the different trades and professional teams uh, and just bringing... We're we're the conductors of the orchestra, aren't we? We're we're, bringing them all together in concert. I I think that's just, uh, just a fantastic top tip for people to consider. It might be right for them, it might not. They might choose to go down the... The traditional local authority building control, or 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 or, or private. But if you're down the private, why wouldn't you want to consider yeah. using uh, a structural warranty uh, provider building control?
1: And it, and in every case, you know, it goes without saying, you know, go to three or four different providers, get the quotes in, and analyse each of the quotes on face value, you know, and make the choice thereafter. And that's certainly what we did, and and we settled on you know our provider, which is um, ICW.
0: So in terms of ca- cash flow, Nigel, I mean we we are in business uh, as as yeah. well as having a lot of lots of interest in property. So cash flow is 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 key. Um typically when might a structural warranty provider be looking for their money? I um, like they the <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that and you know I mentioned earlier it's really important to to blend that into your very, very detailed cash flow forecast. So you couldn't be in too many tens of thousands of pounds, depending on what this scheme is. Um, in structure warranties, the building control, again, they're going to want the money up front. Um, you know, there's all sorts of others. We'll come on to street naming in a minute. Um, but these parties all want the cash up front, you know, to almost lift the pen off the off the desk to get going on, on the commission. So, um, yeah, really important. VAT will be applicable uh in most cases um you know to these charges so again in terms of your diesel cash flow just consider you're paying out you know that 20% VAT or whatever is applicable um and you will not be receiving that from the bank. You know your method of recovery that 20% or 5% whichever the case may be uh, would be via your VAT returns. VAT returns as we know could be quarterly, could be monthly, but nonetheless it's going to be a delayed process. So you are know, paying out the money, and you've got to wait a couple of months to get the money back. That sort of thing. So it's it's really important when you're cash flowing that deal to make sure you're considering all these points. Because the reality of the situation, and Mark, you and I have seen so many times, haven't we? You know, with parties coming to us that they just run out of money really quickly, and um, you know, it's that awkward conversation having to go back and saying, "Please, sir, can I have some more money?" You know, and it if you just build it in in terms of that that cash buffer. Um, you know, right on day one as part of the cash flowing process, there should be no surprises whatsoever. And, uh, you know, that then is the <clears throat> the objective then to to ensure with your accountant, you know, you're, you're, you're undertaking efficient uh, VAT returns. We, we tend to do them monthly these days, Mark. Um, it just reduces that cash impact. Imagine paying three months of VAT out, and not receiving three months of VAT from the bank. I mean, it can be devastating. Um, so we, we tend to reduce that down to kind of monthly back returns now. Yeah, okay, it'll cost us a little bit more, you know, with the accountant. Uh, but in terms of cash flow, it certainly streamlines the amount of buffer that we need,
0: you know, going forward.
1: So really important. Definitely, definitely.
0: And there are brokers available for, for finding a structural warranty provider out there. They're, they're increasingly uh, uh, becoming available. So. I think that's great, great uh, point there. Just get your multiple quotes. Exactly what we were saying about getting best value for money, best diligence when you're appointing your contractor. Same goes for, for all other services that are provided as well. Yes, absolutely. So so I
1: think the, the other one to consider, there's probably quite a few of up, these upfront activities, but I think street naming can get forgotten from time to time. <laughs> So, it's, it's administered by the local authorities, It's the street naming department within the local authority. So, imagine you've just bought a plot of land um, or you just bought a building, you know, an office building. Ultimately, you're going to create something else. That something else is going to have to be registered with the post office. Um, it might have a slightly different postcode. It might, you know, you, you want, if it's flats, you want flat one to whatever it is. If it's houses, you want number one to whatever it is. Um, and, and again, really important to, to engage. Um, it's, um, it's an interesting process because if you've got thoughts and ideas in your mind of what you would like to make, maybe call the street, um, call the development, these sort of things doesn't necessarily mean that the local authority are going to accept it. Okay. So we, I think we, we had a multiple blob, didn't we? We, um, we, our latest one. Uh, we, we said to the local authority, we would like to call our development X, Y, and Z. Um, and they said, no, that's fine. That's fine. But you you can't have anything with the word X in, Y or Z. Apart yeah. well, from that. <laughs> so we had to have a rethink. So, you know, they're there to help. Um, and we were only talking um, recently, weren't we, Mark, that, you know, some developers these days, <laughs> we've seen it, <coughs> excuse me, locally, locally, um, developers they'll they'll get the workforce they'll all put the names in a you know in a hat and they'll pull they'll pull the names out and they'll actually street name uh, around the person's name so you know John Henry Court or or you know Fred this you know crescent or what have you so different you know, developers are thinking of different ways that we you know we saw a great story recently where it was um you know a family uh you know going through troubled times and named named the uh, the street after a, a father-in-law um, and so on and so forth. So, you know, really nice stories behind these sorts of things, but don't assume that what you think you can have, you can actually have. You've got to consult with the street naming department. Well, I mean, in terms of cost, um, you can imagine there's quite a laborious application process to to fill out um, and submit. Uh, again, they want the money up front. You know, we had... Well, the recent one we wanted uh, ten addresses, and I think they charged us around nine hundred pounds to to just progress the application. So again, it's another amount of money needs to go out. Um, In this case, it was zero VAT, so fair enough. Um, But nonetheless, uh, another cost to consider. Now, why why do we want to why do we want to get street naming moving? Well, if you think about it, there's, there's there's a lot of things we need to align with street naming to maybe it could be utilities so you know we i think next week week after we're going to appoint the utility companies so the utility companies are one will want to know the addresses into which they're going to put the meters for let's say electricity gas water and so on so forth you know they want to know the addresses because that becomes part of their billing system and if they haven't got the address they're generally just down tools don't they the down tools and wait for you to come along and you know let's let's assume that the the street naming department just take a a few weeks to consider approve etc etc get everything allocated that's that's the first process by the way it then has to go to the post office to get some other you know like the postcode reaffirmed those sort of things so it could take a little bit of time and if that's holding up your ability to let's say you know appoint the utility company that could be quite uh, quite an impact so all these little things you know release and almost like lock gates lock gates get opened for the next phase of of the development and we're probably going to talk about utilities as well aren't we another another episode so uh, you know we can certainly pick that up
0: yeah we'll do a we'll do a whole episode on utility management right from the start how we engage with the design team how we coordinate Load capacity impact, um, getting getting quotes, timing. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a, a very popular episode, uh, and we'll go pretty deep into that because that can have some serious cost implications, can't it? It can, it can absolutely, and, yeah. and some big savings as well if you get it right. So very, very much so,
1: very much so. And you know that that particular one, and again, we'll pick that up on another episode. But um, you know, it depends what you want. I mean, if you know, we see we see what's happening in the world and, and it, we, we're moving or we're not ever closer to like a renewable strategy. And, um, you know, gas is just kind of not doing it at the moment, is it? And, you know, we hear all of these these things about ban- banning boilers in London and, and what have you, gas boilers um, and so on and so forth. So it seems to be a, a move towards more electricity. Therefore, wind farm, solar, you know, those sorts of activities are, are, are coming more into play. But um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's a consideration. But that being said, question, can you put all of your development on, on electricity? We don't know because we, we don't know the capacity in the street. You know, we don't, you know, picking your point there earlier, Mark, we don't want to be putting big transformers in because they could be hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, in addition to a budget that may not have been considered. So there's a bit of a balance, definitely a bit of a balance, but uh, definitely a serious and important consideration when doing development. For sure,
0: yeah. So that that planning, that foresight, right at the early stage to understand what your marketing strategy is, your naming strategy, um, has a very practical connotation in terms of booking the utilities. Um, Having a clear and coherent strategy between structural warranties and building control. Um, being very clear on how they will interact with your design team, how they will interact with your main contractor. All these things are starting to come together quite nicely, aren't we, as we evolve this story of, you know, through your construction, your planning and your construction phase of a development. And at every stage, you're surrounding yourself by great people, great teams standing on the shoulders of giants, And uh, we counted on a recent uh, development uh, of ours, not a large development either. We had um, over 2,000 years of experience, 2,000 years of experience on our development. And that wasn't the tradespeople on site. That was the the professional team and the people involved in it. 2,000 years. You can overcome a bit of choppy water with 2,000 years of experience under your belt, can't you? Certainly can,
1: yeah. Thank goodness they're there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, look, that draws us uh, closer to the end of this episode. We're about to put this into practice on another development. So we've just secured another development of nine new build houses in North London this time. Mm. Nine new build in Surrey a a few weeks ago. We've got nine new build in North London, and that's open for earn and Learn. So we're going to open that for Equeren and Learn, so our investors can also have the opportunity um, to to also have Equa mentorship. So um, for those of you, who just drop me a line or click a link, book a call through Equa Academy uh, if you're interested in mentorship, Equeren and Learn, and following the course of of uh, a multiple multiple house uh, new build development, and there'll be a lot of eco sustainability features on that one as well. So linking back to the utility strategy, there won't be any gas on this development, solar, air source, heat pumps, lowering the demand, real focus on preserving you know, the, 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 the globe's natural capital um, and, and and energy efficiency, which is a real passion of ours as well. So lots to talk about. And in our medship group recently, Nigel, um, Eco-sustainability was a really key topic, wasn't it? In fact, we've got a separate WhatsApp group for that, um, and I suspect we'll be doing a a separate podcast just purely on that in in the uh, weeks to come. Sounds great. Brilliant. Well, look, that draws us nicely to an end of another Property Portfolio podcast episode. Hope you've enjoyed it on all things construction, structural warranties, building control, naming your development. And next week, we're going to go even deeper. So have a fantastic week, Nigel. Another successful week coming up ahead. And we wish everybody a really successful week just by getting out there and doing. Thanks, Nigel. Have a great day. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy? Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.